Holly intervenes as a rogue troll attacks a human wedding party. Um, I wrote here, because she's got wings, so I wrote Ant-Man and the Wasp 2018. <laughs> um, using a time freeze, uh, the she subdues the troll and uh, wipes the human's memories. Oh, yeah, it is very nightly. She just put, troll in the, in the dungeon! dungeon. <laughs> troll in the dungeon! <laughs> just what you should know. <laughs> and I wrote... When- and then my next two notes were just, yeet. And yeet too. Yeetening. <laughs> um, I am, um, but when they do the time freeze, everything stops, and she's moving really quickly. And I wrote, "Oh wow, they're legit doing a Quicksilver and a Sonic the Hedgehog." Yeah, that's what I was thinking. As and, well. and that movie came out <laughs> just four months ago. Four months ago, it came out, and they're already copying it. That's unreal. Ugh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the newest episode of the Filming Podcast, which is now. Available on iTunes and Spotify. Whoop whoop! Hey. Yes, I'm so excited <laughs> that this has finally happened. Thank you to everyone that has helped me out, um, especially the man who is um, my who is with me once again today. I've dragged him along, and also to say thank you to him for helping me sort the iTunes and Spotify thing out because I am like an old woman with uh, technology. <laughs> <laughs> yes you are i've helped you many times in the past when we met in college you were awful with technology i had to help you all the time and i'm nobody now it's my good friend mr <laughs> david french hi there <laughs> and uh today the main bulk of the you know what i've just realized quickly this is the first one that we're recording post it coming on to spotify and itunes so this is the first one that will actually launch immediately onto spotify itunes and youtube all at yeah, the same ma'am. time yeah oh, man it's, it's really exciting it's really really exciting if you are I'm watching told. on youtube i will leave links to the spotify and itunes in the description and i'll do i mean i'll put all three links on the spotify and itunes one because you know because they go on the same in the end yeah so um now that, now that the plugs <laughs> out of the way talking today yeah now, now that the plugs out of the way we'll um the main focus of the of the episode today is going to be on a movie. But first, there was a huge, huge event this week. The PS5 reveal happened. Finally. So, so we After figured... Delay. Well, I say I, we figured. I figured, why not get David to round up all of the big news from the from that reveal and uh, get him to talk about it? Because I, I like video games. I've got a PS4 but I'm not very good at them. And David loves video games and is really good at them. So... Am I? Yes. I, I don't know about that. I've, I've played hard games, but I'm not good at certain games. I mean, I did, beat, I did beat you at Halo 2. I remember that. What, were we playing Halo? Halo 2? After, Halo like, three games of me winning. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I still beat you. Anyway. You beat me once. Anyway. Four times. Anyway. Um, so, David, do you want to talk to us about the, the yeah, PlayStation so, 5? Um, well, obviously, the main thing about the PlayStation 5 reveal event was the PlayStation 5 got revealed. Um, there was <gasps> no two editions announced. I know, right? Uh, there were two versions um, showing off. So there's the digital-only version and the disc version. I'm not so sure about that, you know. I, I'm going to be getting the disc version. I know that much because I've got a small physical collection of games just over there. I'm getting a few more games from a PS4. Yeah. And a lot of them have been confirmed to be 100% bags compatible anyway, especially like Cyberpunk 2077, which got delayed just the other day, which is 
kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Like, they're one of the most respected developers in gaming. Fair enough. If not the most respected. And they are also the, I think, the um, worth the most out of Europe. It used to be Ubisoft, and then CD Projekt Red recently, like, bumped up because of the Witch series on Netflix. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, like, the PS5 got revealed. It. I love the design. I think There's it a lot of great. memes, and I love the memes, but compared to the Xbox Series X, it like the Xbox is literally just a box. It's just a and box. They're, they're sticking to the name. Yeah. At least they're sticking to the tradition of you know make a box. <laughs> but the PS5, it looks sleek. It looks smooth. It, it looks, looks futuristic. Unique. It look. It does look futuristic. It doesn't have like that little, little weird V thing that the um, the dev kit that got leaked has. Yeah. Which I'm kind of sad about because that would have been really funny. I absolutely love the controller. Because that could have just been like a though. pizza holder. The controller, I love the black version of it. I'm not a fan of the black and white. I prefer the all black or all like I imagine an all dark red of that will look insane. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. That would be beautiful. So, um, get on to the games. There's a lot announced. Um, surprise, quite surprisingly, to be honest. I, and, I heard um, there was a brand new GTA the... game announced, and everyone's really yes, excited to play GTA a brand 5. new GTA game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, I'll get into that in a minute. But the main thing is, um, when you compare this event to the Xbox Series X gameplay reveal event, um, they didn't show much gameplay in that event. Whereas right. in this one, we saw a shit ton. Like, we saw a load. Okay. Almost every trailer had a bit of gameplay. And I was very happy about that. So the main one that people are annoyed about is GTA V. Um, that's being ported again to a third generation of consoles. Um, but with the addition of GTA Online going free to all PS5 owners. That's, um, that will be that's good. Get PlayStation exclusive at first. Um, because, you know, like they have a deal. I think they had a deal with um, Sony originally. When oh, GTA right. 5 originally came out, it went out on PS3 first, GTA Online. Like, PS3 owners were able to play GTA Online first through GTA 5, and then I think a month later, um, Xbox, like, 360 owners were able to play it. Ah, oh, cool. But, um, yeah, so GTA 5 is finally getting ported, apparently. So, with GTA Online being a free-to-play thing, people are wondering what the, like, whole point of getting GTA 5 in general would be, because the main reason buy people buy GTA 5 nowadays is for the online. Yeah. And so there's some speculation that there might be that a possible abandoned DLC, because um, there was supposed to be a story DLC originally for GTA 5, and if there is, I'm 100% down for that. If it's something like Undead Nightmare. Oh, yeah. Imagine oh, Undead my Nightmare, God. Imagine Undead Nightmare with Alien. That would fit so well yeah. for GTA. It would be perfect, or like an actual proper expansion on the story of what happens to the characters afterwards. If you get the canon ending, I yeah. think the canon ending is everybody survives. Cool. But, uh, yeah. So there's GTA Five. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales was shown off during the event. Yes. And Papi. There's been a bit of like there was a lot of confusion with that at first. People were thinking that it's you know a remaster plus an expansion. Then there were things of no, it's a new, it's like a full sequel, and now it's been fully confirmed by Insomniac that it is a standalone expansion style thing, similar into the vein of Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, where which is a very good game, 
and it's just smaller in scope but brings new ideas and they recently like yesterday they revealed um a few more in, like details about it um yeah Miles Morales was in the first Spider-Man game it was really fun yeah it yeah he had a big teaser at the end and showed off that he you know got bits by a spider he's got the spider powers now yeah and this is going to be apparently his own thing there's the few little details of so when you're playing Spider-Man I think it was in 2018. Yeah. So Spider-Man PS4, as we all call it. So when you're playing Spider-Man PS4, you can see that like Spidey has a lot of experience with web swinging. But yeah. in the trailer of um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, you can see that he's flailing around a bit and he's a bit more, you know, nervous about swinging. And yeah. I love that little detail because this is all new to him. This is a year after the events of the first one, and I cannot wait. I yeah, love I've... Spider-Man PS4. I adore Miles Morales. He's probably the best Spider-Man out of the comics and anything in general because he's got. You know, he's, I've heard, I've heard the same story of Uncle Ben dying over and over and over again, <laughs> and I'm sick to death of it. Well, like we, um, the the reason I got a PS4 over an Xbox uh, was for was Spider-Man. Spider-Man PS4 was for that yeah. Spider-Man game, and to now see that the, there's a new one coming out, then yeah, this is that that has basically yeah. sold me on the PS5 already. Yeah, so um, Insomniac also announced another game, which is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. It's, a, I believe, a sequel to the Ratchet & Clank, I think it was 2016. I'm not 100% sure, but okay. um, Ratchet & Clank got a remake in, I believe, 2016. Um, it launched with the movie as well. Oh, yeah, that, I think that was 2016 then. 2016, yeah, 2016. So the remake, well, reboot, I'd say, more than anything. Yeah um was released in 2016 and it was incredible it was gorgeous it was so fun it was smooth and funny and it was back to the roots of ratchet and clank and rift apart is looking like it's just expanding on that it looks beautiful i've only played one ratchet and clank game i played it was on psp i played one up your arsenal it might be i'm not sure but I played it. I was I like, as a kid, was... I was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, and I never really understood what I was yeah, doing. Ratchet... I was just jumping about. Ratchet and Clank is a fantastic series. It's by Insomniac who, you know. Oh, wow. They did the original Spyro trilogy. They've done... Um, Crash Bandicoot as well, um, I learned this week. No, that was a Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, yeah, sorry. They the did The Last of, of The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Yeah, they did <laughs> The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 and Uncharted. They went from putting pants on a bandicoot to killing your child in the first 10 minutes of a game and making you cry. <laughs> Spoilers for the first Last of Us. That... <laughs> You've not played the first Last of Us by now. What are you doing with your I'm... life? Let's go... let's be honest. Hey, I'm halfway... Th- I'm like a quarter of the way through it, I think. I'm not sure. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, that's... Um, I don't know when that's releasing. I don't know when any... The only one that I know is releasing anytime soon is Spider-Man Morales Rallis, and that says... Um, Holiday 2020. So oh, cool. people are thinking that it might be a uh, launch game for the PS5. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix showed off a game called Project Aphia. Um, I don't really know much about this. I, I didn't really watch anything about it. It looked okay. It looks beautiful. Once again, like all the next-gen games are doing. Is that the um, one Grand that got... Turismo 7. Is that the one that got released a few weeks ago? Like all the rocks coll- collapsing? Do you remember that? There was like I, test footage released sh- a few weeks ago. 
And it oh, was like no, that was the uh, no, that was a Epic Games thing. So um, what they did was they did an Unreal Engine um, five like test showing off the new engine and how gorgeous it can be and how good the lighting can be. And All right, it, was, it looked amazing. Yeah, that that it did look really, really good. good. But yeah. Um, so yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, Gran Turismo Seven um, developed with. Polyphony Digital, I believe. Um, yeah, it's it's grand, it's more Gran Turismo. Gr- racing good. games just always look good. It's, yeah, they always look like, good, especially on the PS5. Drive Club looked gorgeous, yeah. especially for its time. The newest Gran, Gran Turismo Sport looks incredible still. Um, Stray, which is a cyberpunk game, thing. I don't care about this personally. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I think it looks fine, but it looks more like it's aimed at weebs. So if you're a weeb, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I used to be. And then I, you know, had sex. So, um, Return I was, was going to say it. I was going to say it. I'd, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Return a new Christ. franchise from Sony was shown off during the event. Um, developed by formerly arcade-focused Smart. Returnal features a crash landing on an alien planet. I'm reading this, by the way, because I don't know what a play Elvis is. Okay. Uh, crash landing on an alien planet where the protagonist keeps reliving the same events, including her death over... So it's happy, happy, happy death day, but in space with aliens. Cool. Okay. I think Sackboy, a big adventure. the older people in the audience will actually be really annoyed that you didn't say Groundhog Day. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say Groundhog Day. Be- well, it's more Happy Death Day because you see it. Actually, no, it does. You know what? Because I'm going to be um, I'm gonna be recommending Groundhog Day later anyway. I probably should have said Groundhog Day. No, screw it. We'll do Happy anyway. Death Day. <laughs> Happy Death Day. F*** it. Um, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, developed by Sumo Digital. That's the bit that I don't like. Immediately, I'm I'm annoyed that it's not Media Molecule who did the original um, Little Big Planet. I was going to say, yeah, um, Sackboy but- is Little Big Planet, isn't he? Yeah, so Sackboy Big Adventure is the latest game in the Little Big Planet franchise. It features action-oriented gameplay and 3D platforming rather than the 2D from the first three uh, games. Um, okay. That's all we have to know. All I want to know is, will there be a level like creator? Because that was the main pull of Little Big Planet. You could make your own planet, basically. Ah, cool. You could make your own level. And it was a huge community thing. So if there is, that'll be amazing. That'll be beating like Mario Maker to the like to the fray. <laughs> um, Destruction All Stars, just a Destruction Derby game, I guess. Uh, Keenan Bridge of Spirits, don't know at all, not a clue. Features Pixar-like visuals, magical abilities, and enemies. Platforming and discovery will play a major role, as will herding up small, cute creatures. Yeah, well, that sounds alright. That sounds cute. Okay. Um, Goodbye Volcano High, I think it's a hand-drawn art-style emotional game where it's kind of a... Um, it looks like it's going to be a visual novel kind of thing. Oh, okay. So it's it's looking all right. It's got a very indie-style kind of feel. Um, this one I'm very excited for. Oddworld Soulstorm. So the Oddworld games were the PS1 classic. Uh, so there was Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, and then I believe Abe's Exodus. Okay. And this is Exodus. Uh, Abe's Odyssey got a um, remake. I don't know when. I think... I know the name was Oddworld New and Tasty. I think it was 2015. Okay. 
um, been ported onto God knows how much. Yeah, 2014. So Oddworld Neon Tasty came out in 2014, and it is amazing. It's so fun. It's the exact same game. It's even got Lorne Landing coming back voicing um, Abe. And Oddworld Soulstorm just, it's remaking the original um, sequel. And it's looking really good. So um, I'm excited. Awesome. Cool. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, which was shown off at E3 in 2019, got a, um, another trailer. It's looking cool. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I cool. don't want to hype myself up for that too much anyway. Um, Jet the Far Shore was shown during the real event. Uh, the world is shown as dreary, but a rocket flies in, fires into space and shows a series of satellites that appear to hold some sort of future for the planet. Hundreds of years later, a small ship flies to a much more vibrant land. Jeez, there's a lot of um, games. I, I thought I didn't yeah, think there'd be loads. many games at launch. Um, these aren't at launch. These are just stuff that's been revealed. So, um, oh, right. Ghostwire Tokyo is arriving in 2021. Ah, oh, right. Uh, Old okay. World Storm doesn't have a release date, but these are just games showing off for the end like for the ps5 all oh, right okay. and i'm very happy they were uh godfall which a lot of people know about already uh a new um like trailer and gameplay trailer were announced were shown look cool solar ash from the craze of hyperlight drifter um that's arriving in 2021 if you've ever played hyperlight drifter you know that it's a fantastic game um if you haven't you should it, <laughs> it's very cheap it's an indie game so you know Always going to be good. Um, Hitman 3, I'm very excited about this. Because I love the first two Hitman games. And I'm hoping to God that they do the same thing in this one. They're like where, um, um, the, they're like stealth games. Uh, kind of, yeah. You can do, like, non-stealth. But the way that... Like, this is more just sandbox kill the way you want to. Oh, okay. So if you want to poison them, you can. If you want to drop a chandelier on their head, you can. If you just want to shoot them in the middle of the crowd and then run away, hoping to God you don't get shot, you can. That's what Hitman's about. And wow. that's what I love about it. Cool. Uh, the first two Hitman games were, gameplay-wise, incredible. Story-wise, you don't care at all. You do not <laughs> need to know it. You're not there. If you're playing Hitman for the story, you shouldn't be playing games. Because <laughs> Hitman is for the gameplay. Okay. Other than Hitman Blood Money. Blood Money had a good story. Uh, but yeah, Hitman 3, I'm hoping that they do the same thing where um, basically in Hitman 2, when it released, um, people were astounded by the fact that you can play all of Hitman 1 in the Hitman 2 engine, remastered with the new features and everything. Oh, wow. So both Hitman 1 and Hitman 2. It basically, if you buy Hitman 1, you get it in Hitman 2. And I have both of them on my PS4, so hopefully... When it crosses over onto PS5, I'll be able to get Hitman 3, all three of them, in one big chunk. Nice. Because that will be amazing. So, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, Astro's Playroom, which is going to be preloaded onto every PS5 console, is um, similar to what they did with the PS4, I believe, but it's going to be much bigger. Yeah. Um, Little Devil Side, um, that has a bit of an interesting story. I, I think it's just a very average-looking game, but... It was originally supposed to be a Wii game, then a Wii U game, and now it's going on to PS5. Wow, that that doesn't that doesn't sound that doesn't bode well. No, not at all. But it's interesting. <laughs> um, NBA 2K21. Yeah, it's course. more NBA. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. Bug snack um, from the creators of Oxodad, so you know it's going to be annoyingly fun. <laughs> um, Demon Souls remake. Um, this was basically the first Dark Souls game, technically. 
Um, yeah, it's um, being developed by, I believe, Bluepoint Games, who made the remake for Shadow of the Colossus, and that was loved by critics, fans, everything. Okay, it was cool. Beautiful. They added a few extra little bits. They added Easter eggs to um, the Last Guardian as well, which was the original developer's newest game at the time. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, Deathloop. This I'm very excited about because it's coming from Arcane Studios, who made um, one of my favorite game franchises of all time, Dishonored. Um, okay. And Deathloop is looking more like I. I explained the trailer to a friend, and they literally just said, "So it's Dishonored: Friendship is Magic Edition." And I I thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm 100% okay with that because it's Dishonored, <laughs> but with comedy and bright colors. And I'm happy. Weird. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Arcane is a fantastic developer. They made the Prey remake and that was really good. Well, reboot. Um, that was really good. They've done all three of the um, bloody Dishonored games and they've done Arx Fatalis which is great. So I love Arcane. As long as Bethesda don't dig their claws into them too much, it'll be good. Amazing. Um, Resident Evil 8. Now this one was... This is the one I heard about. I was waiting for you to mention this. Yeah, Resident Evil Village, as it's actually called, um, is looking mental. It's a continuation of Resident Evil 7. Um, your, Your character returns from Resident Evil 7. Chris is in it. And he comes in at the end of the trailer, just like, oh my god, Chris, yes. There's a werewolf. And it's Resident Evil. That's all we need to know. It's more Resident Evil. It's more first-person Resident Evil. It's going back to the roots of horror, and I'm very happy. And I think I think that so, yeah, I think this is also good because like the past I mean, they've just rebooted, remade three Resident Evil movie Resident Evil games in a row. So I think it's good that they're making an actual oh, three, new one. Two, like just two. I thought I thought they did one, two, and three. Uh, one was a while ago. That was before. Um, like they didn't necessarily remake it. It was more of a HD remaster. But they um, did it. I think before Resident Evil Seven came out. Oh, right, fair enough. So they've just done two and three straight back to back. Yeah, two and three have been given complete new engines. Yeah. Um, and it's third person. Two is phenomenal. I was going to say I've heard two's really three- good. Three feels like an expansion to two, and that's because it was originally going to be a DLC to two. But then they decided we're going to release it as a full game for full price, even though it can last up to four hours max. To be fair, I'm a I'm I'm tempted to get Resident Evil Two. It's on sale at the moment, so I'm 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 a little bit tempted by it. Yeah, man. Uh, So these are the last two game announcements. Um, There's Pragmata. Post-apocalyptic game set in a world where cats are now hollow. There's a lot of cat, apparently. I think the cats movie set off a trend. <laughs> a horrible trend. Popular again. A horrible trend that needs to die. <laughs> um, and then finally, Horizon Forbidden West. It's a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's looking great. And it's looking like it's just building off of what Horizon Zero Dawn set out to do. And much bigger in scale. So yeah. Amazing. Uh, those were all the PS5 announcements. And just yesterday, one final little announcement um, was EA Play, or day before yesterday. Oh, yeah. And we heard finally, after 10 years, that Skate 4, or a new Skate game, is being developed. And yes. Just, 
just you yes. were very happy about this. I don't care if it's literally just a port of the first three. No HD remaster or anything. I will buy it. <laughs> I will buy anything that they put out with the name Skate on it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I even played the shit one on the Wii. I, d- I don't understand this and, obsession with these skate the games. Java. I tried playing one I, at once on Xbox and I just... it was I didn't like the, it. The thing is, is I grew up with skate. Like, I I know a lot of, like, obviously this is going to sound really cringy as well. I hate the fact that I say it, but everybody jumped on the bandwagon of, of skate when um, PewDiePie started to play it. When, um, like, him, like, just when a lot of YouTubers started to play it and realized how glitchy skate free it was. Yeah. But I remember my brother coming home one day. Um, he, he, like, he'd been saving up for a game. And then he showed it me. He was like, oh, we, um, I just got this game called Skate. It's like Tony Hawk, but it's a bit more realistic. Like, you you don't just press buttons to uh, do the tricks. You actually have to flick the analog stick as if it's, like, the natural movement. I was like, oh, that's cool. Can I play it? He was like, yeah, after me. I watched him play it for seven hours straight. Good Lord. <laughs> and it, I, I just enjoyed watching it. And then I played it. And I, I, some of my fondest memories in gaming is playing Skate and wow. skate 2 and skate 3 so i'm very glad that they're bringing back skate 4 or whatever skate game they call it as long as they don't do a tony hawk thing and add, add peripherals Fair the enough. second you add peripherals you're gonna fuck it <laughs> um because look look at tony hawk's ride and shred it like shred it used the bloody wii balance board for wii fit and ride used just a skateboard peripheral with buttons on it. There was supposed to be motion controls. But those days are behind us. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, We've got hope with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming out at the end of the year, but God, it's going to be bad. <laughs> hopefully not. So, this was a really big reveal. They revealed so much. And um, yeah. I think this... I mean, Xbox really have to bring the big guns to really get people... I mean, to be fair, See, if you've got a PlayStation 4, you're going to get a PlayStation 5. There's nothing that Xbox can say well, yeah, to Yeah, but the thing is, like, Xbox is not always a fact that if you've got an Xbox one, you're going to get the Xbox Series X. The only re- like, the main thing that they have going for them is back- full backwards compatibility with um, Xbox One day one. And yeah. backwards compatibility with 360 and original Xbox. Yeah. If Sony want to beat that... Just do to the PS1, and then you're sorted. You beat Xbox, nobody will ever buy an Xbox again. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Why are they so anti-backwards compatibility? I don't get it. I I, I don't know. I know that they released the um, the classic PS1, but it was awful. Yeah, you only got, and, like, 16 games or something. Yeah, and you couldn't, like, buy more through the internet or anything like that through... Um, or. People had to hack it to get more on it because there was supposed to be more games on it. And oh, obviously right. the licensing didn't come out because um, the second that you put in a USB keyboard and then press, I think it was enter on the keyboard, you can access a few extra games immediately. Oh, oh wow. And you can see that the source code for other games, like Toy Story 2 from PS1, you can actually play that on it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like that's a classic game on PS1, weirdly enough, because it was a great platformer, but... I, I don't know. I really don't know. I really hope to God that they just decide, you know what, people want this. Let's just give it them. And we can make, they can make a profit anyway. Like Nintendo did it with a, um, oh, what was it? But he, like digital console or something like that. 
like Nintendo did it on a Wii and Wii U. You could play, you could buy from NES all the way to the N64. The only games that you couldn't buy on the Wii were GameCube games, and that's because GameCube games were playable on Wii. All right. Games. Cool. And they did the exact same on um, Wii U, and it was it was great. Yeah, they haven't done I it d- with um, Switch yet. But there's hope because they have the Nintendo Switch Online SNES stuff and NES stuff. So people are hoping that they do um, N64 and then I doubt GameCube. I really yeah. doubt GameCube. N64, yeah. GameCube, no, I doubt it. 100%. They'll just start porting them. Yeah. Well, there you go. That is um, the entirety of the PlayStation 5 reveal. Thank you. Thank you very much for yeah. rounding that up, David, because I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I like talking about games. Um, let's move on then to the main focus of this episode. Um, there was a movie came out last week. We could have done it last week, but I didn't. I had Sam on <laughs> instead. So we're doing it this yep. week. It is the brand new Disney film. It came exclusively to Disney Plus because COVID happened and they didn't want to put it out. And I understand why now. Uh, it is. Artemis Fowl. Now you will believe. Artemis Fowl. Uh. More like Fartimus Fowl. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> More like Artemis, this movie really is foul. <laughs> More like Artemis, this movie's a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that would have been a a much more this this movie's right just so the way that we decided to do this by the way was we said that we were going to make notes yeah. and so i counted my notes yesterday i made 80 it's an hour and a half yeah it's a 95 minute movie <laughs> it's literally a 95 minute that's including the credits yeah yeah that's including and i the made credits. 80 notes so minus like ten minutes from that, I almost have a note for every minute of the movie, just <laughs> saying why it's how it's bad. I think I wrote down one note where it made me laugh, literally once, and not even a laugh, more like a, just a nose snort. <laughs> um. So what we're gonna do, as always, we're gonna go through the plot on Wikipedia, and I'm I gen- I was genuinely surprised that they there was one. I, yeah. I honestly did not think there would be a plot on Wikipedia, but Artemis there is. Fowl is a adaptation of the book that is bad. There you go, that's the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly, this movie was directed by Kenneth Branagh, who, oh, why? who has directed many Shakespeare um, Shakespeare plays. He's also done Thor, the first Thor movie. He did Murder on the Orient Express. There are others. But he's, he's quite... You know, if you think Kenneth Branagh's directed it, he's a decent director. And this movie, at the moment, just gonna check um, the critical response here. Okay, it's got ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got thirty-one on Metacritic. And let me just check the IMDb. That's way too high for this movie. The IMDb is four out of ten. To put Ooh, that into that perspective, very, very generous. I think the room is at four point three. Yeah, but the room is actually enjoyable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, like this... it leads with the room. You could just laugh at how shit Tommy Wiseau is as an actor. And this, you just, you just can't. Right. Um. No. So we'll just, we'll just do this. Okay. So um, this is Artemis Fowl. On the coast of Ireland, a media frenzy descends on Fowl Manor, where a stolen collection of world-famous relics is linked to wealthy businessman Artemis Fowl. This isn't really brought up again. Did he steal them, or was he framed? I think... uh, See, it reveals later in the movie that like he's stolen treasures, but they're just water in bottles. Yeah. Like, does he liquidate them into water somehow? I don't know, but like, he's like stupid rich, so why would he steal loads of art? I mean... It's I never don't, explained. It's not explained whether he did it or not. Um, okay, so arrested at the manor, Mulch Diggums is interrogated by British intelligence and claims that his employer has stolen the powerful Aculos. Um, I, I, uh, and then they ask what it is. He says, um, he says, uh, like what it does. It's like the world ender or whatever. And I just sort of put acuposition. Yeah, um, so when you hear about the Aculos, I literally just thought, the Aculos, is this the placeholder name of Tesseract-like object? <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically, and, it's the Tesseract. Like, my, my, my opening notes were, definitely not Hagrid just got arrest- arrested. I put, I put why Diggums. does Josh Gad look like Hagrid? <laughs> yeah. And then I put Mulch Diggums. He really belongs in Harry Potter. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's a better name than Cho Chang. Um, also, when when... Um, Hagrid gets picked up. He's uh, it's all in black and white. Yeah, I don't know why. Me neither. Um, but yeah, um, I, I mentioned that later on as well. Um, but then like the second that um he says, "Let me tell you the story of Artemis Fowl," I just wrote, "Please roll credits." Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wrote Josh Gad is doing a Batman voice. I mentioned that in a little bit. <laughs> For some reason. But we'll go to it. Um, yeah, so offering to prove the existence of magic, Diggums tells the story of Artemis Fowl Jr. Three days earlier, Artemis, a 12-year-old genius, lives at Fowl Manor where, with his widowed father, Artemis Sr., who passes on, the, on his knowledge of Irish fairy tales. Before this, there's a scene when um, like you just sort of introduced to Artemis Fowl. He's yeah. just a bit of a knob. Isn't he? Yeah, he, he talks as if you know how Captain Holt talks. Yes, as a child, he talks like that, but more stuck up and white. He's like young Sheldon. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> when um, like the narr- like when Josh Gad was narrating, I also just wrote, "This guy sounds like he has a frog in his throat and it's bugging me." <laughs> he does. Just sorry, mate, I just need some water. Oh, God, is all right. In this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought, oh god Colin Farrell is in this god bless that man for hanging out in such a shit movie I wrote oh no they dragged poor Colin Farrell into this didn't they <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but a goat named Bruce oh god that's what kind of fun this is um, they, th- there's a shot of him skateboarding and he like gets airtime and I wrote airtime baby oh my god. <laughs> I actually just thought oh god he uses a solo wheel to, a solo wheel to travel god help me <laughs> And then immediately after, I'm not even ten minutes in. Oh my god! But like, he they also like mention all of the things he's done. So he's like an architect. He's 
beating someone, the best chess player in the world in five moves. It's like, we get it. He's smart. Okay. It'd be really funny if that's not even possible, like the chess in five moves. Actually, yeah. hold, hold on. Oh my God. You actually Googled it. It I'm is. Gonna, I'm going to Google this. Minimum moves to win a chess game. Oh, wow. You can beat people in only two moves. Mad. Mad. Okay, fair enough film. GG. You're still GG. shit. GG no rim. <laughs> um, so Artemis Senior goes missing from his boat, the foul star, accused of the theft of several priceless artifacts found aboard. And Artemis receives a call from a hooded figure. Um, ho- holding his father captive, the hooded figure gives Artemis three days to recover the Aculos, which Artemis Senior has stolen and hidden. Um, See, I, I made so many notes during this moment just saying, I can already tell you Colin Farrell is going to die. Yep, he's dead. That happened quick. Oh god, the narrator is back. Artemis' reaction to his dad is just, ugh. Oh, he isn't dead. Um, I, I honestly don't care. There was a moment when, um, you know, Colin Farrell earlier on, he's trying to teach him about fairies. And he's like, you know, you've just got to believe in them. And he says, I want to believe in you, dad. Because he always goes like off on weekends away. And so my dad, my dad, I was sat watching it with my dad. And he said, um, he said, that's a bit heavy. And I said, yeah, man, he's, he's only 12. And he said, well, he's super smart. And I said, yeah, that basically makes him 30. <laughs> God, you might as well um, just recorded the conversation between you and your dad. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? I um, tried I to at the end because my dad got so incredibly angry at this movie. It's so funny, <laughs> so funny. Um, you know, what? I actually um, I made a note just after all that, just saying this film is always trying so hard to be smart. It's legit trying to be National Treasure, but with a kid instead. Just make National Treasure free, Disney. Fuck this shit. <laughs> um. So then. The butler, but he's not a butler. You can't call him a butler. If you call him a butler, you'll 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 get angry. Um, he's I got very know. blue I, eyes. I, I still don't even remember his name. He's got he's called a uh, Domovoy Dom Butler. His last name is literally Butler. So he's a butler. But no, he's the bodyguard. Um, and I've, I've every time I refer to him now, I call him the butler. But also, I really want to call him Heimdall. Because he's got like... Yeah, he does have really blue eyes. He has really blue eyes. He looks like he's supposed to open up the gate. <laughs> so uh, Artemis' bodyguard, uh, the, the butler, shows him a the hidden butler. library where generations of fowls have catalogued proof of the existence of magical creatures. Honestly, um, I kind of zoned out during this moment, so I just didn't write anything. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, I imagine I had something to say. I wrote uh, as well, odds on the person who kidnapped Colin Farrell being his mum. But obviously, we do, we also don't get the answer to that question. We don't know who that woman is by the end. Nah, sequel baiting, man. Yeah, it's gonna get a sequel, mate. Easily, it's amazing. Um, also, I wrote here. It feels like there's been about fifteen minutes cut out of this already. The, this movie yeah. feels so choppy, and they so they they go under there. And at this point, I sp- I was talking to my dad, and I said, "I'm I'm gonna compare this, you know, maybe unfairly, because it's a very different movie." But I kept thinking of Kingsman, the first one, because like that, it's bare bones, similar kind of plot. A kid doesn't realize like is we get to know him, and then 
he realizes that his dad who's disappeared or is killed was part of a completely different world that he had no idea about so then he learns about this world he, he like he, he meets someone from that world he sort of alludes to it and then he gets introduced to the world properly and we see it through his eyes right hmm. this it's nothing like that we just the butler runs downstairs and is like okay here's everything it's all real whatever yeah even though you know you haven't seen any of it yet so i don't really have any proof i'm just going to tell you all of this now and literally everything is conveyed through dialogue literally everything I, in this movie there's one thing in this moment as well that i remember that i, I hate just Artemis constantly going, but fairies aren't real. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like, you might as well have just done the dun, dun, dun right there. Um, This is when... um. So, it says... um, I, I've written here, the narration is also super confusing. Because, like, Josh Gad... I, I hate it. I feel so bad for Josh Gad in this film. He says, like, ladies and gentlemen at points with, like, is he talking to us or is he talking to the one British officer he's actually talking to? Like, it's so confusing. I don't know. Um, also, when we got under into the fairy world, my dad wrote, I'm, I'm a, uh, he said, I, th- I wrote, dad is assuming there's going to be a skateboard chase. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... There wasn't, and I'm genuinely gutted because if there was a skateboard chase, that would have been hilarious. That would have been amazing. Um, I did uh, say Haven City does look really good when it's like flying through it. What's like, I will that, say sorry? that Haven City looks like Haven City actually looked really nice when it yeah. was doing the fly through. When it was focused for a minute, it started to look a bit shitter. But when <laughs> it was doing like the zoom in and everything, like right, it looked really nice. But then immediately after that, I just thought, wow, this is a lot of B roll. <laughs> um. So then, we uh, we get introduced to a woman called Short Holly Short. Her name is literally Short. I love that, and she's yeah. really tiny. Um, here we go. So deep underground in Haven City, home to a secret sil- secret secret civilization of fairies. Mulch, ooh, Josh Gad, Batman, revealed to be an oversized dwarf oversized dwarf thief, encounters lower element police uh, reconnaissance. Officer Holly Shaw, as he is taken to prison. Commander Julius Um, Root, um, played by Judi Dench. And I wrote, Judi Dench is also doing a Batman voice. Yeah, she is. She really is. At one point, I um, I put, the the goblins look awful. And I put, the dialogue, my God. And then, this is the Batman thing. I put, God, this narrator. It sounds like someone trying to do a really bad Batman voice. I'm not wearing argy pants. See? That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> um, that is exactly what I wrote. <laughs> that's when my dad said, wait, hang on. I said, why is she doing a Batman voice? Why, why is she trying to sound all gruff? And he said, she's playing a man. And so for the rest of this movie, I assumed she was playing a man. She but, isn't, though. But we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. So then, <laughs> so Commander Julius Root, Judy Dench, uh, dispatches the leprechaun force oh my god they call leprechauns oh oh my god oh my god <laughs> the lower elements police reconnaissance leprechaun uh. <laughs> <laughs> this f- movie 
um, to search for the missing Aculos, uh, the fairy's greatest resource. Uh, Foley, uh, the centaur technical advisor, discovers an unauthorized creature has reached the surface. Um, Holly is sent to investigate, despite the fact that her father, Beechwood Short, stole the Aculos and was killed. Um, oh, um, I I wrote three notes in between this. I put that sh- it was when when it went back to Artemis because it it missed a bit, by the way. Yeah, and it went back it to Artemis just search for the Aculus in his house, and he was on the computer, and there was a moment where it was like a shot of his hands just going really fast on the computer, but the, the hands were really hairy and spotty, and I was just like, oh my god, they they are very clearly adult hands. That is f-ing hilarious. The, um, this is also the moment when I realized. I wrote, oh my god, just realised we have barely seen Artemis actually speak. It nearly always cuts just to another shot. You never actually see it. Yeah. To a point that like the whole scene played out. It was like a minute long, and it wasn't until the final like five seconds of the scene that it actually cuts to his mouth and you see it move. Because my dad actually looked at me like, oh my god, it doesn't. What the hell? And you yeah. notice it. Once you see it, you notice it all the way through the movie. You never I see him speak. I did that a fair bit. I was wondering what... Uh, it, there was definitely a lot of ADR on there. Oh, and the ADR is so bad in points. So yeah. bad. This movie is just gets worse and worse. Um, um, at one point, I also just put, Rachel, where is she? <laughs> and then I wrote that random neigh from the centaur. It just neighs out of nowhere. There's just one neigh. And oh it's yeah, really it does. Quiet, and it made me piss myself laughing because it's just so out of place in the scene. Um, like the music's playing as well. You could just barely hear the neigh under the music. <laughs> um, so in Martica, Martina Franca, uh, Holly intervenes as a rogue troll attacks a human wedding party. Um, I wrote here because she's got wings. So I wrote Ant Man and the Wasp 2018. <laughs> Um, using a time freeze, uh, the, she subdues the troll and uh, wipes the human's memories. Oh, yeah. It is very nightly. She just put, troll in the, in the dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> troll in the dungeon. <laughs> just what you should know. And I wrote... When... And then my next two notes were just yeet and yeet too. Yeetening. <laughs> um, I am... Um... <laughs> but when they do the time freeze, everything stops and she's moving really quickly. And I wrote, oh, wow, they're legit doing a Quicksilver and a Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as and, well. and that movie came out <laughs> just four months ago. Four months ago it came out and they're already copying it. That's unreal. Uh, and I, there was also, a, so the mind wipes are just the things from Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, they were just men in, this movie is trying to combine Men in Black and National Treasure and it sucks. Um, also, um, Judy Dench is getting, like, shouted at by someone, and she literally says, get the four-leaf clover out of here. (laughs) Oh, God, they have their own curse words, is what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then out of nowhere, I just thought, Mulch needs to stop talking. And then then I realised, oh, God, it's Josh Gash. Here we go. when I listen to the Book of Mormon, I'll just hear Mulch. (laughs) Um... All right, back to the uh, back to the plot. Uh, Dom's twelve-year-old niece Juliet arrives at the manor, and that's all you're going to hear about her. <laughs> she does like two things. Yeah, she literally like she teaches him how to fight, but that's never really brought up again. Yeah, she he doesn't even use a sword; he just uses the gun. Yeah, and um, 
yeah, she's she's just there, isn't she? She's got barely any lines. Um, she brings she brings you know, Artemis a sandwich at one point. Way earlier as well. She, like, she that moment is so early, so much earlier. Yeah, because um, um, the the shot of the hands is with her, isn't it? Yeah, that's when she brings him the sandwich. Yeah, you need to eat. No, okay, there we go. That's Sick. the dialogue in this movie. Great, great. Uh, so from his father's journal, Artemis learns that Beechwood brought the Oculus, Oculus, the the Tesseract to Artemis Senior to keep it from the hooded figure, <laughs> who was revealed to be Opal Cowboy, a powerful fairy Once planning again, to wipe out humankind. Why does that should have been Cho Chang's name, Opal Cowboy? Like uh, the one thing that this movie does better is naming wizards. <laughs> God damn it, Mulch Gibbons. Ah, oh, um. <laughs> so then, even not Gibbons. Um. Uh, yeah, it's, hang on. Yeah, I wrote for that for the villain. She's got the most generic villain plan ever. Yeah, ever. Like she's just, oh, I'm gonna take over the world with this Aculos, and I'm gonna kill every mar- merge the world. She's got, she's got the plan of of King Cooper from Super Mario Bros. She's, she's gonna merge the two worlds and rule that. them. That's she's the, literally got Ganon's like buddy thing. It's just like I'm bad, so take over world. Oh my god, I it do. legitimately is the plot from Super Mario Bros. No, nah, because oh. in Super Mario Bros, there's at least like you know a journey there. There's a reason for your hero to get there because he wants to marry her. That's it. You're saving the princess. There's no princess in this. It's just Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell is a Colin princess. Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so, uh, studying his father's notes, Artemis sends Dom to stake out the Hill of Tara. Holly, determined uh, the, the fairy, determined to clear her father's yeah. name, disobeys orders and flies to the Hill of Tara, where she finds Beechwood's ID tag, but is captured by Dom and imprisoned inside the manor. Um, See, I, I think at this point, I don't know whether it was at this point or whatever, because I I just didn't write an O for a bit, and I didn't time code it or anything. But I put, did did this film just lag, or is that just a streaming error? I genuinely can't tell with the with this film. And There's a moment. I realized yeah. later on, it lagged. Yeah, it lagged again later on. I know. When I know exactly doing, what like, you mean. Around. That because I had to rewind it. There's a moment I, I've got here. Yeah. They, they just show, slowed the footage down when they're doing the time loop again in a bit. The, yes. They like it sort of lags, and I said, "Dad, did you see that?" He said, "What? It, it lagged." He's like, "Did it?" So I, I, so I backed up, thinking, "Okay, it won't do it again." And it did it again. It's not a lag. Yeah, That's the actual edit in this movie. Lag. It's so oh, weird. God. It's so weird. <laughs> Um, um, by the way, at the start of this movie, I, I started writing down, like, you know, funny comments, and my dad was like, Sandy, you're being too harsh on this movie already, man. It's only ten minutes in. <laughs> and at in the, the end... the first ten minutes, I wrote ten. Uh, did... I showed you the clip of my dad reviewing Hobbs and Shaw, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, he was more angry at this. <laughs> Long-time listeners will understand what I mean. Um... If if you haven't listened, listen to episode three. It's in that. Um, okay, so Root, uh, that that's um, Judy Dench, and an army of 
<sighs> Leprechaun officers seal foul manor in a time freeze. Um, I remember this moment very vividly because of her entrance. Her entrance. She, Out of nowhere, she just goes, top of the morning. Also, the mo- she looks ridiculous. She uh, looks ridiculous. <laughs> this movie is bad, man. This movie is really bad. Um, Kenneth Branagh, like, you're better than this, come on. Judy Dench, you're better than uh, this. We, Josh we, Gad, you're yeah, better than this. Colin, you're better than this. Colin. Josh, you're better than this. Um, kids, you're not better than this. Just, just no, give up. No, not at all. You're give worse up. than this. Give up on your dreams. Um, <laughs> you belong in Raven. Go back to Raven. Um, but Artemis and Dom fight them off using Holly's equipment. This action sequence, I did not like. This, I actually, I just put. I can't tell what's going on this in this fight scene. There's so many cuts that make no sense. I physically can't keep up. Because yeah, there's like the, three cuts missing. I did where, not like, like the editing. There'll just be a fairy flying in at them, it, and then it'd already be on the floor. It, it's just like, wait, how did you get on the floor? It looked like, you know, have you seen Aquaman? It reminded me of, uh, no, but what it did remind me of, oh, wait, no, I have seen Aquaman. But what it, wonder what it reminded me of. You know where I'm taken free? Yeah. Oh, the shot of the The fence. infamous clip where he goes over the fence. It reminds me of the 17 clip, like cuts to go over the fence. Um, but like in in Aquaman, That's the, the action scene. sequences are shot in a very, um, a very interesting way. So they're sort of like far away, but then they zoom in and like they they come out. I th- I really like the action sequences on Aquaman, and it kind of looked Aquaman were really good. It kind of looked like they, they were gonna it they were setting it up to do that again, but then like the choreography just looked odd. The camera movements looked really odd, and then the editing just really killed that action sequence for me. I like, think it's because what would have happened is it just didn't look good when it was, you know, edited like yeah. with those sequences. So it's just like I oh, just cut the bits where it zooms in. But the the bits where it zooms in are now missing, and you just can't keep up the action scene. There just ends. Yeah. Um, and then, um, out of nowhere, I just put the goblins make me think of Bright on Netflix. Didn't that suck too? Oh yeah, there's a whole sequence with uh with the goblins and Josh Gad in prison. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there we'll was get... one kind of funny moment when he blew them up. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Just I by guess. putting his his fingers in his, in his nostrils. Um. Then Artemis demands the Aculos in exchange for Holly's release. Um. And forbids any fairy to enter his home while he's alive. Bound by fairy rules, Root is forced to retrieve Mulch from prison, offering him a reduced sentence to infiltrate Foul Manor. Um, th- then he has a conversation with uh, Judy Dench, and um, he says, he says, um, he mentions David Bowie, and says like, "You look oh, like God, David. Actually, you look I, like I David, Bowie David Bowie if he was, was a fairy. fairy." I think that was a. I I I chuckled. My dad chuckled as well. I thought that was a. A decent I, joke. I was just there was one moment though, just before that, um, where they were talking about their dads. Like one of them just said, My father was kidnapped. My father died, and I remember thinking about screaming, and my father left me just <laughs> joining in on the conversation. <laughs> and the, what like the actual note I put was, Oh god, this conversation about the fathers. I don't care, just steal some shit. My wife was it's killed by a, a man in a red sweater. Yeah. It's the one case I can't solve. Um, and then is everything. Th- this is where I realised that Judy Dench isn't actually playing a man, um, because he says, "I don't know, even know what your first name is. Is it Brittany?" 
I want to say Britney. It's like, so she is a woman. So <laughs> that begs the question once like again, just, why is she doing a like Batman voice? Exactly like that moment in IT crowd where like <laughs> Roy just turns around to Moss, Moss, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> I could just imagine Judy Dench doing that with the Batman voice. <laughs> I'm a woman. Top of the morning. <laughs> Top of the morning. That's going to be my Rachel. nightmares. Um, and then the worst thing in the movie happens. Hands down the worst thing. Josh Gad tunnels into Foul Manor by opening his mouth and like stretching yeah, he does it this out. three times. He does it three times in this movie. Disgusting. And each time I'm like, no, God, but no, what have they done? I, rem- I remember just after this, there was a, a moment when he's like, they say switching to X-Ray Vision. And you see through his point of view, but they don't switch to X-ray vision. No, like you, you can't see through the what? How is that X-ray vision? That's not X-ray. That's just vision. <laughs> it's just vision. <laughs> it's just vision. Um, I wrote. Wait, come on. I wrote no, no. What? What the f- did they ju- just happen to Josh Gad's mouth? Kill it! Kill it with fire! <laughs> And then when he tunnels in, he, he opens his safe and starts, and his moustache starts like... Yeah, he starts doing a, D- a Davy Jones. And I wrote, what have they done to Josh Gad's obvious fake beard? Jesus Christ, kill it. Yeah. Um, like, they, they literally did a Davy Jones from Paris of the Caribbean, him just playing, like, the piano with his fucking tendrils. Yeah. So then he finds the Oculus, and I, and I th- at this point I started calling it the Oculus Rift. Um... And I wrote, the Oculus Rift just looks like an acorn. Yeah, it does. Um, and then I didn't write anything for a while because... Actually, actually no, that's a lie. I did. I did. This happens right now. So then um, they find Mulch. Uh, hang on, where is it? Um, while Artemis frees Holly and asks for her help, uh, Lieutenant Briar Kudjian, a spy for Kaboy, remember this, uh, seizes command of uh, the, the Leprechauns and releases the captured troll into the house, jamming all magic inside. Um, troll! <laughs> um, so then... then you go the, over, that's a pretty accurate impression of him. Then like, the, you stood, go over, that's good. the stood at the door, and um, the butler's like, okay, get, get, get the gun ready. Yeah, Hand me this, the gun. I actually put... I like okay. One bit made me laugh. That was actually good. Future David will forget this. Mulch stole the gun from the dude and gave it back to Holly. Yeah, like I, I that that was the delivery of that was quite funny because he's like, "Where's the gun?" Yeah, Where'd... that was the no snot. And it's just and it's just uh, Josh Gad like sort of slowly yeah, reveals it from coach. behind him. He's like, "Yep, there you go, mate." <laughs> yeah, that bit actually did make me chuckle a tiny bit. So you know what. Fair play. And then immediately after that, I put Yeet Free, Return of the Yeet. Because the <laughs> um, troll just keeps on yeeting stuff out of nowhere. The troll's got dreads. Don't know why. Troll's <laughs> dreads. Um, oh, yeah. Um, the mouth thing, I just thought, okay, that looked disgusting. I never want to see Mulch eat anything ever again. I, uh, the, he does it again. He swallows the Aculos. And I yeah. wrote, um, oh, my God, they made the mouth thing happen again. Why? Um, and then I didn't write anything for a while, but basically here, 
Um, Mulch swallows the Aculos as Artemis, Holly, Juliet, and Dom evade the rampaging troll, which is subdued when it falls from a chandelier, pushing Artemis out of the troll's way. Dom is mortally wounded. This scene is like, I don't, I don't remember anything about it I really. I actually put, well, that dude's dead. I don't know his name, but he dead us probably. <laughs> For a second, I thought the last words he would hear uh, would be, "All the servants will be proud of you." <laughs> and then that's straight after I put, "Can anyone die in this movie and just stay dead?" <laughs> Come on. So um against the people just not dying. Against Cudgeon's orders, um Holly's fellow officers unblock her magic and she revives Dom. And w- when she does, there's like a shot of oh, the outside window the that like it like, pans in really quickly. And it, but it's like that fisheye lens from the favorite. Yeah. And then you see like the magic change the vision and it's it's so weird and unnecessary. I was so confused. <laughs> Sorry, I've just remember, I've just read one of the notes I made on the neighbor's over. I just put this time free shit looks awful, and then out of nowhere, I put the real treasure were the friends we made along the way. Um, I don't know why that made me laugh, but I just remember just like friends. Yes, we're friends, and then I just put that. <laughs> um. And then again, I just put the movie is lagging again. Wait, I think that's my internet, Lamal. Oh yeah, and downloading Last of Us too. Something good. Wait, no, the movie did like. I rewinded it. It lagged. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, this movie is bad. It actually lags. It's like slow motion back in nineties movies. <laughs> so um, then Mulch and the Leprechaun Army escape as the time freeze collapses. I um, left with the Oculus, which no human can wield. Um, Artemis refuses to give such a powerful weapon to Kaboy, and Holly agrees to use it to rescue Artemis' father. Um, yeah, that's that's the bit where the the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. Yes. As Kaboy attempts to kill Artemis Sr., Holly summons him safely to Far Manor. <laughs> this is where I wrote that the ADR in this movie is so rough, because he's like running around the house, and every time his back is turned, he's shouting, Dad! Dad! And then every time his face is turned, he says nothing. And you like a couple yeah. of times you see his mouth move, so he's clearly he's clearly shouting "Dad" in that moment, but they've just cut it out and yeah. pasted it somewhere else. And I I have no idea why. I I um I were in this bit. Oh no, he hasn't been found yet. I'm so sad. It's so saddening. Big sad. Oh no, woe is me. And then two <laughs> seconds later, oh wait, could it be? It's him. He's alive. I am ecstatic. Clearly, you can tell from the excitement in my voice how happy I am. He's back. Um, I also wrote... Uh, I didn't write this down. I thought I had. I thought it was later <laughs> on. But, like, the, the time freeze, right? It starts collapsing. Yeah. And when it, when it starts collapsing, people, like the fairies, are getting sucked into it when they're nearby and getting, like, thrown around. And it kind of looks like they're getting thrown into, like, a void or something so they never get found again. But then... Like our characters get sucked into it later on and they're just fine. So why are they making a big deal of it? Yeah. They just get thrown around a bit. But also, like, all the fairies are saying, like... I think oh, no, it was but- supposed to be that they that they were supposed to die and then they remembered, oh, wait, our characters go into it anyway. Ah, well, just throw them out. Um, but, like, the, the fairies get sucked into it because they're too close to it. So it's like, why don't you just move away from it? Wouldn't that make a lot of sense? You know, you wouldn't actually yeah. get sucked into it if you just you know, fly stood away it. from it. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, then... I'm gen- I wrote, I'm genuinely really confused as to what has actually happened in this movie. <laughs> genuinely, no idea. Um, and I wrote, okay, he's back now, so Colin Farrell's back. Yeah, um, there, was the, um, there was a moment where I literally just like, basically there was a moment where the, um, they were talking just like, how did you get me back? And Arsenal just goes, with a little help from my friend. And then I just wrote, I'll get back with a little help from my friend. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I just started singing it. I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to write that down because that's funny. That um, is funny. I also wrote, the um, when when Colin Farrell comes back, the butler picks him up and it's abso- actually adorable. The way he picks him up is really cute. <laughs> I, I just love how he just goes, I'm not going to cry. I am not going to cry. Yeah. I am not going to cry. Yeah, decent moment that again. Was nice. um, yeah. I feel like we're just grasping at straws though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, out, out of nowhere, I just started writing. At least it's still better than Fan Fantastic, kind of. Fan Fantastic, do you once, mean? So it's better. Fan Fantastic. Yeah, Fan Fantastic. I think Fan Fantastic is even funnier though. <laughs> um, and then I just put not even laugh, just kind of a no snort, but still better. So reunited with his son, Artemis Senior tells Holly that her father gave his life to protect the Aculos, the Oculus Rift, um, giving the her Tesseract. a list of Kapoi's accomplices. Holly returns the Oculus Rift to Haven City, where Root, back in command, directs her to investigate every name on the list. Artemis calls Kapoi with a promise to come after her and joins his father and Dom in a helicopter. Um, when yeah, when he does moment, that, he starts walking away. He's in a suit and sunglasses, and I just wrote Men in Black 4. Yeah, yeah I actually... Um, in this moment, he was on the phone, she was just like... Who do you think you are? And I just wrote Ray. Ray Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then immediately after, it's ending. Go fuck. Well, I, I wrote as well, like, the sequel baiting at its finest. You know, set, you don't actually see who the villain is. Yeah, I just wrote the sequel bait. And and then it, it, there's a shot as they're all in the helicopter. The little girl, Juliet, waves to her. I wrote, why was that little girl even in this movie? Why? She was useless. Um, and then... Ugh. So, Mulch's interrogator offers him freedom in exchange for help capturing Artemis Cena, but Mulch reveals that Artemis arranged his arrest to prove the innocent... to prove the in- incident to the authorities before proceeding to confirm the existence of magic and his own status as a dwarf on camera. Um, as the interrogator calls for backup, the Fowl's helicopter rescues Mulch, and joined by Holly, they fly off to their next mission. Um, when he gets I, um, pulled out... when he gets pulled out, moment, quickly. Yeah, it goes from black and white to colour. Yeah, randomly. And I'm, like, I, I literally was, wrote, why'd they have him in black and white just to cut to colour? Exactly, What's the point? Exactly what I wrote. Um, but, um, I also wrote, oh god, he's doing it again because he's pulled something out of his throat again. Yeah, he did. I just thought, oh god, he's doing it again. He did it. Um, I wrote, this is a really long ending to a movie that started off so <laughs> yeah. quickly. I literally just thought, it's lasting longer than possible. Yeah, like, the the last 20 minutes are just the uh, the wrap-up. And they, yeah. that, that 20 minutes is longer, like obviously, than the first 15 minutes, which is when he gets introduced to literally everything in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, um... This movie has a proper pacing issue. Like, yeah. if we're going into, like, the actual just style of filmmaking, rather than just how bad the dialogue is and everything like that, the the, fil- the film's problems are pacing and dialogue and just Acting. general story. Like, the story just doesn't make sense half the time. 
Yeah. Acting is awful at times. The ADR, everything about this movie is just bad and you shouldn't watch it. So we watched it for you. Yeah, the main kid, bless him. He's he's obviously trying. His Irish accent is horrendous. Um I think the other the like the uh the short one, the uh the the fairy, I think she's doing a better job than him, but like not much better. Um I've never like as well. My dad kept saying all the way through this movie, Xander, it's a kids movie. You know, it's meant for kids. I'm like, oh, like a family film. But like, if it what like this film's twelve. This is the kids' very first role in a movie. No, but like, or no, I mean, as an actor. no, I mean, like the movie itself is a twelve. Yeah. When I don't know how it's not a PG, like ratings wise, because obviously that's I what think... they should be going for. They should be going for that rating. I don't know how it's a 12 because there's not that much of violence in it. There's, I don't remember hearing one bad word at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned to my dad as well, like he, he was saying, you know, you've, you know, this is based off books. You've got to get the people in. You've got to get the people who like the books in and get the new people in as well. You know, it's, it's going to be a tough one. And I said, what about Harry Potter? Harry Potter is like, yeah, the cornerstone of that it's an hour it's basically an hour before they actually get to hogwarts and that's a two and a half hour movie kids movie and still beloved this is 90 minutes they could have had longer but they just chose not to because they were making a lazy kids movie yeah um i've never genuinely never seen my dad so angry at a kids movie in my life never i mean the the argument is there for for the hobbit because he was pretty angry at that. But, um, yeah, he was very, just, he was just, every, 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 like, the longer it sat with him that he had to sit through this, he was just like, oh my god, and this! And, and this! Yeah, um, yeah this... I, uh, I don't understand how this movie made so many mistakes in an hour and a half. I'm also, I'm reading the reviews on Google, and one of them is five stars. My six-year-old son and I cannot stop watching this movie. He is in love with it. He's six. He doesn't know what a bad shit is compared to this. <laughs> he doesn't know what a bad smell is. <laughs> he hasn't lived. Um, also, it's a 12. Why are you watching it with your child? I wrote, that, like, for my final notes, I wrote, this movie is completely incomprehensible. The plot makes little to no sense. There is clearly a lot left on the cutting room floor. Um, and the acting is just atrocious in parts. There is clearly a lot left on the cutting room floor. A movie like this only comes comes along once every couple of years, and I'm so glad that it's Disney's turn to have such a massive stinker. And um, as it's one of the biggest releases for them to have straight to Disney Plus so far, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens from here on with Disney Plus. Yeah. Because, like, it's... If they were actually putting quality content on there, then everyone would be like, oh, yeah, the new Disney Plus movie's out, great. But now, every time someone says Disney Plus movie, they're going to be like, oh, it's not going to be, it's going to be another Artemis Fowl. It, it can't be yeah. just a dumping ground for them to put the movies that they don't think are going to make money. Di- Disney Plus is basically their new, like, straight to DVD and straight to VHS. Yeah. That's like, exactly that, what That's the new norm. And I'm, that I'm is really, exactly what it is. And it's really ang- it really angers me that they, they put the bad movies straight to streaming 
and then they'll put the good movies in cinemas and then wait a, like two years before putting them on the on Disney Plus. It's really yeah. infuriating. Um, like, these it, it just sucks. But at the same time, like Netflix originally were doing, but in recent memory, they've been getting some really big names. Like they got Martin Scorsese's new movie. Well, like they. At first, Netflix movies no good. Netflix series really good, but now they've they've they're really pushing for Oscars. So every year now, yeah. there's going to be a Netflix movie in the race for best picture. That like there's there's a lot of mixed bags in Netflix now. It used to be literally just you're you're watching Netflix for TV shows and for classic movies. You're not watching it for Netflix original movies. Now no. there's there's so there's a lot of good Netflix original movies now. Yeah, there are a lot. And so, like, I, Disney needs to realise that Disney Plus isn't just a place for exclusive shows and streaming and, and nostalgia. And to put their You can put the lower budget on. films. You can put, like, the really good ones that not many people are going to see, just be, like, even if it is just because it's Disney. Yeah. Still, I th- not everybody would have wanted to watch, like, Artemis Fowl. I'm of the mind that they should have put um, Black Widow on Disney Plus back in yeah. May when that so, was meant to so come out. So um, David Harbour. Yeah, because like, that would have done so much for Disney Plus because like, oh my God, they're going to put actual movies on this. Wow, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But instead, the movies we get are this. This absolute Trash. tripe. The only one that I'm looking forward to now, Disney Plus wise, is the Phineas and Ferb movie. Yeah. Because that doesn't have enough of an audience to you know release it into cinemas. Especially nowadays, considering like, like this generation didn't grow up on that. No, that's more for nostalgia. So hopefully that will be good because it's the original writers returning, it's original um, creator returning. So hopefully that will be good. But now, after watching Artemis Fowl, I've I've got less and less hope for Disney Plus. Yeah, I've, I've, I've lost a lot of faith in Disney and in Disney the content. Yeah, I think in, to Disney, fair, in like... Disney, I. I have a lot of faith in because they, they produce a lot of high quality products. Yeah. But like they released Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus exclusively, and that apparently sucks. Yeah. Like the remake. Yeah, I know, yeah. And now Artemis Fowl, it was one of their bigger releases. It's a like adaptation of a great of a beloved book. And it sucks. It sucks so, so bad. They're, this they're is... really They've really set the bar low for Disney yeah. Plus content. Genuinely, one of genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Genuinely, yes, hundred um, percent. This is the only joy I got out of this movie was writing notes about how bad the movie was. Yeah, same. Yeah, if if I was watching this on my own, just out, just without having to do it for the podcast and without watching it with my dad, like, I would have stopped would've... twenty minutes in. Yeah, I would I would have stopped five minutes in because this movie is that bad. Truly, um, a once in a a once in a like couple of years movie that sucks so bad. This is this is the it's another cats. Yeah, it's, this is another cats. Um, Except Ra- you won't get the butthole cut of this. <laughs> uh, we already did get the butthole cut of this. Um, right, okay. ratings out of ten. Uh, one. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm as gen- low as I can go. Genuinely, a one. I was considering a two because you know, like. No, but there's there's oh, not yeah, enough to redeem it up to a two. Like this movie just does everything so bad. It has two moments that I liked, and the rest of it I was just 
in pain to watch. So yeah, one out of ten, hundred percent. Yeah, big big stinker there from Disney. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, stay away, yeah. man. Stay away. Right, stay away. Let's... Or if you've got your own podcast, watch it and experience our pain. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, just listen to our podcast instead. Cancel yours. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's now available on Spotify and iTunes. Did you not know? <laughs> um. Oh yes, cheeky plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I that's on my Tinder bio now. You know. Oh, I've got, I've got host of the really? filming podcast in brackets available now on oh um Apple. by the way to the audience randomly um i have also made the podcast into an island on um, animal crossing jesus wept yeah i've just named it film me and i wasn't able to call it film me an island because i can't do free spaces but um i'm gonna be like i've only just started it so wow. yeah Wow. I'll um, keep us I'll updated. Let you know the updates on the film, film me in Ireland. I, um, I'll I'll make the the logo, like the flag for the island, the logo for the podcast. <laughs> also, you are going to be prepping another segment for us um, in the next, either well, maybe this week or maybe in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I'm going to be reviewing The Last of Us Part Two. Um, Very excited. I pre-ordered it. I've got the special edition with the steel book. It is beautiful. Um, I have installed it. I have not touched it yet because I am terrified to. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've. Uh, you got. To, I'm going to be playing. I'm, I'm going to be playing it either tonight or tomorrow. I'm yeah, you got to start my play for either tonight or tomorrow. You got. Um, a, you got a couple of days off work, right? Yeah, I've got two days off work, so I can. Um, I can play a good a good chunk of it. Um, I've heard a lot about it. Um, nothing spoilery, luckily. I won't be doing any spoilers in this review at all. I will do my honest opinions yeah. and a like quick rundown of how I felt the game played, how I felt the story was, and the characters, what I liked and what I didn't like about just the game in general rather than the story. I don't want to be one of those people that go onto YouTube and just say, this game is shit, this person does this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I want to experience this in the best way possible, so I will be taking my time with it. Um, I might be able to record it, do it next week. If not, the week after is more likely. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I will 100% be doing a proper review. I'm going to be scripting and everything. It's not going to be my random ramblings like this is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put like really, really think about this because I've waited seven years for this. We all yeah. have. A lot of people have waited seven years for this. And Amazing. I played it when I was 13. I really shouldn't have. It broke <laughs> me. It was the first thing. It was the first piece of media that actually made me cry. Wow. I was basically a stone-hearted son of a bitch back then. Then the <laughs> second I played the first 10 to 15 minutes of Last of Us, I was weeping. Fair enough, man. And fair enough. Uh, so that if somehow if Neil Druckmann is hearing this, I love you. <laughs> That's it. I. I Troy, Troy Baker, I love you. I love your music. Come, come to my house, please. Hopefully, he's at hopefully he's at Manchester Comic Con <laughs> next week. I'll uh, ne- next year even. And if he is, it, me and James will tell him you said hi. Wait, no. Troy is Troy uh, like he was. He was meant to be there the, the the last two years we went, but he um the first time he didn't do an interview, and the second time he was ill or something. Yeah, no, yeah, and also he did do a like follow up concert. Um, as a sorry for not being a thingy. Yeah. Manchester Comic Con. 
Yeah, so um, um, I'm I'm meaning to go to whatever like concert he does next because his music is incredible. If you haven't heard um, any of Troy Baker's music, listen to his album. Um, I think it's Sitting in the Fire or something like that. Uh, let me go up on Spotify real quick. It's incredible. His voice is so unique. Um, I just opened up Spotify and the time song from um, Don't Hold Me, I'm Scared is there. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> time is a thing that you put on the wall or wear it it's on, on your, your wrist. wrist. The past is far behind us. The uh, future in doesn't the exist. Yeah, Sitting in the Fire. The uh, the two songs that I fully recommend are My Religion and um, What We Lost in the Fire. Those two are beautiful. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a quick little recommendation. Um, What's Troy the Baker. time? It's quarter to nine. Time to have a bath. Bath? What do you mean? We're already uh, clean. Scrub, scrub, scrub till the water's brown. Till the water's brown. <laughs> Don't hold me. We need to do... We, should we do one on Don't Hold Me I'm Scared at some point? Maybe. Can we? <laughs> can we I, do I that? I think we can. Okay. Um, we can. But I think right now... So we've got... The, there's a couple of teasers for uh, the next couple of podcasts. Um, yeah. Now, David, I need you to sell me a movie or a TV show or a, some music or a book if you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm so glad that you didn't say it. it's time for you to fill me in today. Oh, oh no! I'm so glad you didn't say it. <laughs> I'm going to edit it in. I'm going to edit it in. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to be selling a movie first. Um, the second, like, you knew I was going to be doing this, but the second one, you don't know what I'm going to be doing, do you? No, I, um, no. I tease you... you that it's going to be hitting you in the face with nostalgia. Okay. It will. But the first one is going to be Groundhog Day, like I said before. Cool. Um, Groundhog Day is a 1993 American fantasy comedy film directed by Harold Ramis. Ramis? Ramis. Ramis? Ramis. Yeah. And written by Ramis and Danny Rubin. It stars Bill Murray, Annie McDowell, and Chris Elliott. Murray portrays Phil Connors, a cynical TV weatherman covering, a, a, uh, covering an annual Groundhog Day event in Puxatoni, Pennsylvania, who becomes trapped in a time loop, forcing him to endlessly repeat the day of February 2nd. It, I actually watched this because I was watching a um, a streamer do the sequel that is a VR game um, oh, wow. called Granddog Day Like Father Like Son. <laughs> and the se- the VR game look- was really, really good to watch. Like, it was amazing. It it, it made me want to watch the first one, like the original film, because I'd never seen it. It was 25 years later, they just decided, you know what, we're going to make a sequel. We're going to make it a VR game. And the main character is going to be a vlogger. That's so random. Like the the it is it is, but it was a really really good game. It was a really really good experience, and I loved watching it. It was a fantastic story. It was a really cool idea, and honestly, video game sequels to movies are always a fun thing. Um, Scarface had it on the PS2 with Scarface: The World Is Yours. Um, it changed the ending of the original movie. To the point where you turn around and you shoot the shooter and then you just rebuild your empire. Wow. And it's great. Um, but yeah. So I loved the original Groundhog Day. I thought it was really fun. Bill Murray was fantastic, as always, obviously. Bill Murray's just great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was him in his prime. It basically just follows the events of him repeating the day over and over and over again. And the first time it repeats, he's very confused. He's scared. 
Second time he repeats, he starts realizing he can do whatever the hell he wants with no, you know, no consequences because it'll just repeat again. Yeah. And after a while, I can't, I don't know how long he's in that loop for. Um, hold on. I'm going to Google it because I never found out how long he's in the I loop swear, for. I swear the rumor is like hints there for to like a very long years time. or something. The well, it it hints at like it definitely over six months because it takes it takes him six months to learn something. Groundhog Day time frame. Uh, was trapped in Groundhog Day for ten years, even though the original plan was to have him trapped for ten thousand years. There you go. Wow. Um, according to the website Wolfnards, which ran the numbers, Phil was actually trapped for eight years, eight months, and sixteen days. So yeah, he, he's trapped in wow. the same day for eight year for oh, for nearly nine years. Jesus, like that is insane. And, and the way that he breaks the loop is to make the day the perfect day. And he just at, at some point he just starts getting fed up of repeating the day over and over again, and so he just keeps on killing himself over and over. And yeah. it, it gets super depressing. <laughs> it, it gets really, really bleak. Like it's a comedy movie. It's not supposed to be like that. But the second that it starts taking doing that, it takes a dark turn. Yeah. Because he meets an old man, and he finds him dying. And each day that he tries to save him, he can't because he just dies of old age. That's pretty grim. And that like he, he realizes that that's out of his power because he starts to feel like he's a god, and he can't change that one thing. And that's when the time loop breaks and he starts living a perfect life. In the sequel, it addresses that. It addresses the point of, like, the re. Then he goes back to the, um, what's it called? The, like, place where he died. Uh, well, where the old guy died. And he makes him a mural. And it's really cute. So, yeah, um, Groundhog Day, the original. Um, fan- fantastic movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough, to be honest. 1993, and it's got better slow motion than Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. You've not seen it? No, I've seen wow. I've seen Happy Death Day. Obviously, the, yeah. like, the horror reimagining of it. A bit different plot, but Well, not you know, necessarily reimagining it. It just takes the idea of, of Grand Ogre and then the just same adds, day over and over. you die instead. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I like Happy Death Day, and uh, I'm I'm sure Groundhog Day is better. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll I need to check that out. That's on my uh, shame list. Uh, what what's your other? Uh, the other one. So um, this one is a TV show from. Let me see. So in 2008. The, the good old days of 2008 when life was simpler and BBC was showing a little series called Merlin. Also known <laughs> as The Adventures of Merlin. Jeez, I never it's... liked this. What? Never liked Merlin. You never liked Merlin? Get out. No. Get out of this podcast. I I remember watching, there was, because it, it's just a you know BBC Saturday Night Drama. Like, that adventure drama. And before, like, the year before, there was Robin Hood. And I really like Robin Hood. And then that stopped. And Merlin started. I was like, oh, no, but it's not Robin Hood. And 
and it only was on when Doctor Who wasn't on, and I was obsessed with Doctor Who. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. I'd rather watch Doctor Who or Robin Hood than Merlin. So I, n- I never watched Merlin. You really should, because it's great. It's basically the original Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, it, okay. It, imagine okay. Game of Thrones, but it ended better. Okay. Like, it, it's got John Hurt as a dragon. Yes. And um, but he, who was it? Colin Morgan playing Merlin. Colin Morgan is such an underrated actor. He needs to be in more stuff. Like I, I love him. He's adorable. He's got such a cute face, especially in Merlin. Um, but yeah, it just follows the um, the adventures of like the old folklore of um, Merlin and King Arthur uh, before they were like he was King Arthur. Okay. Um, so it's honestly, I love it. it. It differs a lot from the folklore, obviously. Like you got to yeah. take it as you know, just yeah, inspiration. For you the know, it's episodes. dramatized in it. Six seasons. Yeah. Six seasons, um, really, really good. It started showing on a the, the time that I watched it, it wasn't on BBC. It was when it went on to um, watch. What's it called? CBBC. Oh, was it on CBC as well? Because okay. yeah, they started showing like cut versions of it on CBBC, so it was a bit more kid friendly, and I loved it. So going back and watching the full episodes now is really, really fun for me because I never watched the full episodes. And it is incredible. I really, really, really enjoy cool. it. I think it's just a great, not only an I, a great idea for the actual series in general, I think it's just fantastic. Like, it, it's got a really good production. Like, the dragon for 2008 looks incredible, especially for a TV series. But for a BBC. Like 2008, they were given. For a BBC TV series that wasn't funded very well. Like, it had about the same funding as Doctor Who, a little bit less as Doctor Who because it was a new thing. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, the dragon looks really good. And John Hurt voices it, so, you know, where can you go wrong? Yeah, cool. Merlin. I, I uh, yeah, maybe need um, to get... I, I swear some of it's... Is some of you, it on Netflix? Sure. It's all on Netflix. That's why I'm watching it. Oh, right, cool. There you go. Yeah. I, um, I highly recommend watching it. It's really, really good. I really enjoy it. I've um, I've watched nearly the first full season. Um, I've not been watching it as much because I had to watch Artemis Fowl and then um, I got my Switch and I've also been in work. So I've been quite busy. That's all right, mate. That's all right. Cool. Uh, Merlin, nice one. Um, I'll start for the TV show. Uh, my sell me, I'm going to sell you F is for family. Hey, I told you to watch this. Yeah, I mean, I, I what the the fourth season just came out. Um, I've seen the first three seasons like, about a year ago. Really great, really loved it. So I watched the fourth season. It came out this week. Yeah, it's more of the same. It's really, really good. Um, I haven't watched. I think season three and four. I stopped for a bit because um, I just fell off of watching shows in general. Yeah, well, uh, it, but yeah, I, it, it's really good. The first two seasons, like the first season especially, was incredible. Um, I, it just gets better to be fair because this season, like all the way through the show, you hear about how horrible uh, the main guy's dad was, Frank. Um, so you hear about how horrible his dad was, and in this season he comes into it and he's this sweet old man, and you saw in and it sort of leaves you, us, the audience, and Frank himself thinking, "Did I just remember everything wrong, or is this guy playing me?" And it's really interesting that dynamic. And uh, seeing yeah. how the family sort of interact with him as well. Um, Bill Burr is 
he's plays Frank, the dad, and he's amazing, man. I love Bill Burr. Absolutely Bill love Burr's him. Bill Burr's great. Uh, Laura Dern plays his wife. Justin Long is the uh, like emo son. Sam Rockwell is the hippie stoner from next door. And yeah. most of the other characters are played by, it seems like, the um, the kid who plays Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, I think it is. Because they all sound like Jimmy Neutron. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Hello, what's happening here? Um, but the his dad this season is played by Jonathan Banks. Oh my God, yes. Yes. Um, so that's, um, yeah, it's a really interesting one. It's set in the 80s. Um, so, you know, it sort of plays on the themes of the time, makes fun of a lot of them about, you know, how they treat uh, black people and how they treat women. And it does it in a really uh, good way, I think. Yeah, F is for Family, it, it seems like another one of those, you know, adult cartoons, but it's actually really good. It sticks out for me as a, one of the it's better It's more ones. than just an adult cartoon, because it doesn't, like, just go into the fantasy style of adult cartoon, like Family Guy, Rick and Morty, and Archer. It is very grounded in reality for a cartoon. Yeah, it is. Like, especially in the first two seasons that I watched, like, it's very, very grounded in... It, it could very easily be live action. Yeah. It's just that the, the animation adds charm to it. Yeah, it does, and it allows, like... And it, it makes... It allows for a bit more light-hearted fun. Yeah, it does. But, like, there's no... There's nothing extremely wacky. It could just be a normal American Other than, you know, like, the the trips and stuff like that. Whenever a character's high or something like that. But that's... No matter what, any form of media, any kind of trip in a movie is going or TV show is going to look stupid and weird and psychedelic. Yeah. So, uh, F is for Family, really good on Netflix. Um, I finished watching New Girl this week. I've watched all seven seasons of that. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I mentioned it uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, that I started Was watching it. Was New Girl the one that had a um, quick crossover with, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Where she just screams, this is a crossover. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And all I, all I can think of is Mr. Peanut Boy just going, what is this? A crossover, crossover episode? episode. Um, yeah, she does do that in one episode. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a decent show. It's really cute. You you, you know all likable characters. You know, it's it's an American sitcom. What 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 more can you say? Um, yeah. Something easy to put on in the background while you're walking. Then yeah, that's that sounds about right. For that. The movie I'm going to recommend this week. I watched it last night. Um, my dad had never seen it, so we we sat down and watched it. We watched the Blair Witch Project. Oh, nice. Have, have you seen this? The original? Um, I've watched most of it and I have done a lot of research on it. Um, so it's, it's it's it was released in 1999 and it's set up that it was made in 1994. So um, it follows these three people making a documentary on the Blair Witch. They go into a forest where she sort of hangs out and they get lost and start getting sort of like, you know messed around with by the witch and um it's sort of set up at the start as if it's real so it says the following footage was made in 1994 it was recovered a year later hit and here it is um and like the marketing for this movie sort of set up that it was real and like all the actors the marketing sort of stayed away is from the all main the reason i um i know about this film 
So the marketing, what they did with it, because uh, I actually had to research it. Yeah, go it on. got to the point where on the IMDb pages for the um, actors, um, they were set up to say that they were missing. Yeah. Um, there were posters, uh, like the website would say that the actor's missing, this and the other. It got to the point where the uh, actor's parents were getting phone calls saying, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, and sympathy cards and stuff like that. Because, like, yeah, everything. Like, they were getting a lot of stuff and then they just people, like, they're not missing with us. No, And so yeah. people were dead confused. And then when the movie came out, they were this is a but like it, it set that tone uh, based on real events or this is based on a true story. It's basically like the original idea for what paranormal activity kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the first. It's the first big found footage movie. Yeah, so, like it's it's all... yeah, like the one like the main ones that used to be a thing were stuff like Cannibal Holocaust. Like there there were a, very, a lot of like tribal cannibal found footage films, like snuff films and Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, and Cannibal Holocaust was one of the big ones. Like the most notorious one anyway. Yeah, and this one popularised the genre of found footage by not just making it about cannibal tribal people, by adding a paranormal entity to it. Yeah, it like... I I said this this to my dad last night, like it it really kicked off the genre, but the thing that like fully normalised it was paranormal activity in 2007 or 2006 i think the thing that normalized it for me personally or in my opinion anyway was maybe cloverfield yeah that was on that was 2008 so that's only a couple of years after but like you start seeing i thought that was 2004 no 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 2008 that one mad yeah so like you see you see start with blair witch and then there's maybe maybe a couple in the early noughties and then 2006 paranormal activity huge hit humongous hit and then honestly all the way through the 2010s every other horror film is found footage and we you know there's some really great ones like wreck um yeah wreck is fantastic yeah really one of my favorite horror films um but obviously there's loads of stinkers like you know most of the other paranormal activity movies but um like yeah so the blair witch it's I said this to my dad at the end, and my dad said, it's all right. I said, it's because really nothing happens. You don't well, yeah, nothing see happens, anything. The like also the making of like not even just like the like the making of the film is actually interesting to look into as well. Because I'm pretty sure they got like twenty to thirty hours of footage. Yeah, they, they just and, filmed like they, they are just students. Yeah. Like, they it, were making it just as students. It took them eight days to make it, that's all. Which is yeah. nothing for a film. No. Um, and the the way that they got funded was for showing it at Sundance. Yeah, they, so they they got um they made it for sixty grand and they made nearly two hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide, and that is yeah. to date the most uh, money a movie has ever made, like budget to box office. Yeah. So like I I read up on it and it's for every one dollar they spent they made nearly eleven thousand. Uh, which it's it's really it's a really incredible story but like um yeah so like nothing really happens they're just it's the tension of them three the three of them getting really aggy with each other because they get lost in the woods then things start happening at night they don't actually show you anything 
And um, I think that's the scariest bit that you don't actually see what what's getting them so see, scared. That's a lot of the um, the problem with the uh, the sequel that they made, and then the reboot sequel. Yeah, because they did um, Blair Witch Two: Book of Souls or something like that, and then there was also um, the Blair Witch um, in twenty eleven, I believe. Twenty sixteen. And now they've also done a video game. 2016, Jesus, that was quick. Yeah, because I, I um, went to see that at the cinema. It was a uh, one of those Odeon Scream on Scenes. Yeah. And I went to um, see and it. Now and now they've also made a video game of it. Like, I, the IP has gone mental. Yeah, like, the, the Blair Witch, that the the, sec, the new one, that wasn't actually meant yeah. to be a Blair Witch movie. It was origi- originally called The Forest. And then they yeah. just sort of reshot a bit of it and changed the title of Blair Witch and made more money off it. I think that's a decent movie. The one thing it does really wrong, though, is it shows you the Blair Witch. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of the Blair Witch. You're not supposed to see it. And that's where I think the Blair Witch doesn't work as a game as well, because apparently it's a like, very choppy kind of game, and it's very Outlast-like. But the whole yeah. point of Outlast is you see everything coming at you at all times, and you have no way to defend yourself. Yeah. You have nothing. You you just you can just run away. Um and that's not where the tension of Blair Witch comes from. The tension comes from the unknown. Yeah, definitely. But like, like um, the horror of the unknown is always scarier to me than yeah. like the like Michael Myers, you don't know anything about him. That's the whole point of Michael Myers as a character. You're not supposed to know anything about him. That's what makes him terrifying. And, like, and the that's last... where the Rob Zombie remake royally fucked it. <laughs> But like the last ten minutes of this movie, I was—I've seen it before, and I was completely on the edge of my seat. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like my heart was going. It's when they go into that abandoned house, and it's—it's it's horrible. It really creeps me out. And like the final shot, you see—you get it. You know, uh, it's a super iconic moment of him standing in the corner, um, and like you see—you see that uh, like um, sort of foreshadowed earlier on when they're talking to the townsfolk. The, the making of this movie is really interesting. I think the movie, I still think it holds up. I really like it. It's a solid 8 out of 10 It's good. Me. It's a very, very good film. It doesn't, not a lot happens, but not a lot needs to happen in this. Yeah, and I think it's, it's still scary. It's one of those very few films. Yeah. Like, tension is the entire point of this film. You don't have to show anything to scare people. Yeah. Just music and silence and heavy breathing stuff like that i think it's it's like, really interesting with nothing it's really interesting that um it, i read in the trivia on imdb that they initially were meant to show the blair witch so like when they um you know when they run out of the tent and they're just running for ages the cameraman is meant yeah. to pan left and it's meant to show the blair witch running at them but uh, the camera guy forgot to do it and then they just didn't reshoot it, and so they didn't have that moment. And if they'd had that moment, this movie would have been, it would I think, have completely different. Yeah, I think it would have kind of ruined the movie, because the, the whole point of the Blair Witch Project is you don't know what the fuck the Blair Witch is. Yeah, you have no idea what's happening. You have no idea what's chasing them, what it's doing yeah, to exactly. them. So it it get it puts you in the moment. It feels like you're there because you can't see it. You don't because they, the characters don't know what's chasing them. So you don't know what it, what's yeah. chasing them. The, the second you, one, as the audience, you shouldn't know like what, the, like more than the characters. The rebootquel has a has another interesting element. It adds like time loops. 
So she'll, like, the reason they keep getting lost is because she keeps, like, messing with the time and stuff like that, and messing with directions. So that, the, the, the reboot will does add some interesting things, but, um... I feel like does... that would be interesting in a different movie. Yeah. Not, not in a Blair Witch sequel, but if they took those elements and redid it similar to that, found footage again... But don't put it with Blair Witch on it and make it something completely different. Yeah, like, if they just called the it, of... if they had just called it the Forest or something. But the the only reason that it's not called the Forest is because it wouldn't have made money. Well, no. Like, would would you have just randomly go to see a, a film called the Forest? You would have thought there is a like an adaptation of the Forest game for some reason. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, people would have just thought of that. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a generic title, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, I can also agree with you. Um, Blair Witch is great. I, yeah, I really Blair Witch it. is a yeah definitely a a big recommend from me. And um, that's it. I think. I think is it. Uh, I want to watch um, *The Five Bloods* this week on Netflix. Oh, I was going to watch that at some point. The new Spike Lee movie. Uh, so I'll uh, I'll hit you guys with a uh, pro- probably a recommend for that because it's. It looks really good. See, I love Spike Lee as a filmmaker. I just haven't bothered watching that just yet. I um, like I said to you yesterday, I um, or today or whatever, I got uh, what's it called, buddy, The Invisible Man. Yes. And um, so I'm planning on watching that this week. Well, preferably af- this weekend. After you've watched it, why don't you listen to uh, episode ten of the podcast where we have a spoiler review of it? And if not then hear my recommendation next week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then watch it and then watch that episode. To be fair, The Invisible Man is a cracker. So um, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it Yeah, It's now available well, just, to buy. The main reason I'm watching it is I love um, Lee Winnell. Yeah. And I also love Oliver Jackson Cohen, I think his name is, um, because of Haunted Hill House. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, my 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 daily recommendation of watch Haunting of Hill House. Everybody should have seen this by now. It's amazing. <laughs> I rewatched. I, I actually watched um, a lot of the first episode again with my mum the other day, and um, in the opening moments when she's talking about Ben Neck Lady, um, I asked my mum. By the way, did you? I I asked her. Did Did you see that? Um, like her in the background then, and she's like, No, I didn't. So I rewound it for her. And then just points at the TV, look closely, and she's like, wait, what's that? <gasps> and then just, like, started, like, going, no, 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 no. And I was just like, no, 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 oh, no. I love it's stuff so like that. Terrifying. I love it. Love stuff it like so that. It is so terrifying. But um, I do have a quick little story before we end the podcast. Uh, this is completely off topic, but I've just remembered that I wanted to tell you this, and I feel like it'll be a fun story for the podcast. Okay, go for it. So, um... You're like my mom loves the Cornetto trilogy just as much as I. Well, not just as much as I do. I prefer it to her, but um, <laughs> she she loves Hot Fuzz specifically. My brother just moved out. Okay. Um, he got an apartment with his girlfriend, and so she decided to get him a Japanese peace lily, and she meant it as a reference to Hot Fuzz. Right. But when she gave it him, she forgot to say anything, so he just thinks that she got him a Japanese peace lily out of nowhere. <laughs> And she's been pissing herself laughing about the fact that she, he doesn't know. And I've been going mental at her, saying the reason he doesn't know is because you didn't reference it. If you were going to do anything, you should have given it him and you should have just said, it's for the greater good. 
the greater good. And that's it. And then I would have brought, you see, I knew you were going to do that as well. Like, I was going to chip in, just go, the greater good. And then he would have understood it. And so her plan now is to get him a bunch of Cornettos <laughs> and just give them him. And, and not say anything. And just give them him. And I keep on telling her that is a stupid idea because he's not going to get it. There's no reason for you to do that because he will never understand what the hell you are doing. And that, and then she's just dying of laughter every single time I explain to her that it's not funny. And then she'll just explain, it's funny to me. That's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. Um, well, it's there just you go. The stupidest that- it's horrible at referencing stuff. <laughs> like she always tries to reference stuff, and I'm just there, like you're doing it completely wrong, Mom. You're ruining it. <laughs> Literally, like she ruins everything somehow. Um, big shout out to David's mom. I love you very much. <laughs> um, right, that's gonna do it for this week's podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, David, what what have you got to plug? Um, my Instagram as usual at is David underscore friend at it's underscore David underscore French. Um, Twitter, I'm not very active. Uh, at David French seventeen. Uh, my mate's YouTube channel because I've still not got my logo because um COVID. Mass. Uh, my like the person who I've hired to do it is very you know overwhelmed with work at the moment because of their work colleague as well. Yeah. Uh. Have I got anything else to plug? This podcast, I'll plug it on um, iTunes and Spotify. Yes. Uh, feel free to think it. I'm probably going to be on this a lot more now. Uh, with like Xander and I have discussed this. I'm. I don't think I'm. A, I'm a guest anymore. Kind of, kind of a. You, you're like a a, a co-star, a co-guest, a co-host, a co-star, and, and yeah, a co- co- I'm, yeah, I'm a co-host that every now and then isn't in it. Yeah, a, a regular guest. A regular guest. A regular guest. Is yeah. that what you'd call that kind of thing, though? Because regular guest is like every now and then. I'm in now nine of the 21 of them. I don't know. I don't know. It's... I don't know. You'll be here, you'll be here most of the time. Yeah, I'll be here a lot of the time. So yeah. if, you, if you enjoy me, great. If you don't, then find another podcast. No, don't I'm do that. Don't do that. I'll get rid of him first. <laughs> I'll get rid of him. Stay. <laughs> Um, then just get rid of me then yeah yeah i would i would like but yeah um (laughs) yeah so if like feel free to follow me on um instagram twitter whatever uh feel free to subscribe to demangio's youtube channel um i'll send i'll get them to link it into the description i will um we do gaming videos um we're oh hang on a second hang on a second hang on hang on david hello yes it is it's all right mate don't worry Take a breath. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, excellent. Okay. That's absolutely fine. Right. No worries. Have a nice day, mate. <laughs> Bye. Bless him. I've just, uh, I went into Kex early to take loads of my Blu-rays in. And uh, they said, yeah. listen, we're going to be packed most of the day. So um, if we you know, if you leave me here, we'll give you a call and you can come pick up your money. It's like, yeah, that's fine. As so the guy's just phoned me and said, he was trying to tell me how much he, he, he can give me for him. He's like, uh, we we can give you three, uh, 300. And, I, I don't know what's happened. I can't speak. It's like, 300. It's all right, mate. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's like, okay, <laughs> 300. And it's like, so take a breath. It's fine. 
Just chill, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> God Shout out him. to that guy at CEX. Shout out to that guy at CEX. Um, <laughs> I might actually just leave that in, you know. Might... <laughs> um, yeah. Um, brilliant. Um, thank you. So- yeah. Subscribe to I King Ironside. David's on it regularly when they actually upload. Yeah. Lol. Uh, yeah, we're still working on getting the um, new DVD upload um, video done. We are going to be doing um, Drunk by Daylight very soon, though, because um, Pyramid Head has been added to the game. Exciting. Um, from Silent Hill. Very exciting. I've played him a little bit. He's great. He's really good. He's, there you um, go. he's very fun to play. And also, he's just got he's Pyramid Head. Like, even if he was bad to play, I'd still play him because he's Pyramid Head. Um, right, I, I guys, that uh, that is uh, going to do it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to the 10 followers on Spotify so far. Actually, I'm just going to check it now to see if it's been updated because I didn't check it this morning. Yes, big shout out to the 10 followers. Um, that was just a waste of time, wasn't it? That? <laughs> um, yeah. And we've had, a, we've had 15 starts, uh, 9 streams. So, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that's uh, listening on Spotify. I can't, they won't tell me the iTunes ones yet, but when I uh, get those stats, I will let you guys know. Um, thank you to David again for coming on, as always. It seems as always. And like we said, he'll be here more often now. And, yeah, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Somehow more often than I already am. <laughs> so, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, and uh, follow us on Spotify. I'm working on getting us on Google Podcasts as well because that's also a thing. We're just we're just going to be everywhere. Does we're going to be in your face everywhere. Um, oh, um, upload to SoundCloud as well. SoundCloud is another one I can work on. Um, also, yeah. you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. That's at the Real Xander LW for both. And you can message me about literally anything if you want to uh, give us a podcast idea. If you want to tell us that we're wrong about this movie, if you really like this movie, please tell us. You can also comment in the on the YouTube video. And also, if you go to iTunes and if you could give us a five-star rating, uh, that would be absolutely amazing uh, because it really does help. And then, you know, with the if more people rate it, the higher it goes up in the charts and stuff like that. All very exciting. We're already at five stars on iTunes, which is exciting. Ooh, um, so, yeah. Thank you to everyone listening. And, uh, yeah, that'll do. We will see you next week yeah. where we will film you in some more. Oh, God. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Yes. <laughs> Great success. <laughs> oh, God. Bringing Borat back as well. I'm doing it. <laughs> right, guys. Thanks a lot. Borat never left. <laughs> Take care, people. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>